Welcome to I Bet So Hard, technology and workflows that really work. The not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams brought to you by vet to pet Listen for quick, fun interviews with veterinary professionals who've retrieved and actually held on to their sanity, happiness, and success by learning a few new tricks and embracing efficient processes that actually work. I'm Dr. Stacey Santi. And I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. And this is I Bet So Hard. Caitlin, have you ever been to a team meeting that just sucked? Uh, yeah, basically all of them ever. <laughs> I, I mean, realistically, I've been in the industry for more than half of my life. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got like two decades of really terrible meetings under my belt at the moment. <laughs> well, if you're like me, you've actually hosted the meetings. That are oh, like- yeah, I totally have too. like just in thinking of this concept. I'm like, why did we used to do that? And why didn't I think of X, Y and Z? So, yes, I think we've learned a lot. and We've come a long way, especially in the last year <laughs> or two. But and and really, until you have to lead a meeting, you can't you can only bitch about them and you can't like really come from the perspective of it's really hard to be a leader and a manager and then have to lead a meeting and you have all this info you have to get out there. But on the other hand, you know, it sucks, you know, they're going to totally hate it, but you, you don't have any other ideas. So hopefully we will we'll share some ideas. Yeah, it's totally one of those situations that you probably do it the way you were taught. And you haven't pressed the envelope on a team meeting. So I'm really excited for today's episode of I Vet So Hard to dig into technology you can leverage to make your team meetings more optimal, less painful, and (laughs) hopefully more inspiring to the people that have to show up for them. Yeah. You said that much more eloquently. I was just going to say how to make them suck less because there's no, there's no, great way around them, but they're a necessary evil for sure. So when I got my job here in Durango, Dr. Dan, who was amazing, let's like the most driven uh, professional veterinarian you've ever met. He would have us meet at 6am once a month at the local breakfast place. And the reason we had to have our doctor's meeting then was because you know, we all learn the hard way. You can't go off the floor at lunch. You can't go meet at the end of the day because you always have the last minute laceration or whatever to deal with. And so the only time he could carve out for us was 6 a.m. It would have been like a total non-starter for me. I would have been like, I'm sorry, I can't accept this position. That's not. (laughs) On the plus side, there's breakfast. So I'll commend him for that. But other than that, like, this is a deal breaker for me. Well, it was the best we could come up with. And then whenever I took over the practice, I was like, forget this. I'm not having a 6 a.m. meeting anymore because I'm going to introduce you to Zoom. And this was way back, maybe, I don't know, quite a few years ago. I want to say like 2013, 2014, somewhere in that frame. We got familiar with Zoom. We, we'd have our doctor meeting at 8.30 at night because that's what the doctors, we kind of like that. We came yeah. together, we talked, we're like, let's just get off work, go home, have a glass of wine, get the kids and animals fed, and then we'll meet. So I think that- Way better. Yeah, way better on that one. That's kind of where we want to come to, the place we want to come to you guys today from is like how to think outside the box. What makes a meeting- 
great versus crappy and what technology can you use. So let's dig in. Okay, we have already done all the hard work and we have five hot tips for you guys. Uh, And when I say hot, I mean not sexy, but these are real actual tips that we've used and have helped in our team meetings in practice and tips that we wish we'd thought of sooner when we were (laughs) leading uh, practice teams. And this is for the entire clinic staff meetings versus just team meetings, department meetings, doctor meetings, basically whatever kind of meeting you got to have. We've got some tips for you. So uh, let's dive in our first one. Uh, This is the one that I'm literally kicking myself that we didn't think of sooner, or I didn't think of sooner um, when I was medical director, having a technology platform. What do you, so you just told us you, you know, 400 years ago when you, I'm joking. (laughs) You were an early adopter of Zoom though, but seriously, when you were doing your meetings via Zoom, when you told me that, I was like, why didn't we think of that? Because even as late as like three years ago, I was like lugging a baby to a meeting on my day off because that's what you did. We always did that. And Everybody that was off still had to come in, physically come in, and I have no idea why we never thought about trying to do them online, ever. Well, it's that Jeff Foxworthy, you know you're a redneck. If You know you're a veterinarian <laughs> if you've ever repurposed the cages for your children during a team meeting. <laughs> oh, 100%. It was actually like kind of fun and kind of fine when my kids were both like little. Like you'd bring them in the pumpkin seed and they didn't care and you're strapped into something and it was fine. You give them a bottle, it's no big deal. Or one of my coworkers, Dr. R, is amazing with children. And he loved it when I would bring them in and he would like totally hold them and it was fine the whole time. However, those are my kids. I don't actually like other people's kids so much. Like, sorry to anyone who might be listening (laughs) that I met your children. But, and I don't want to push them on other people either. Like, I'm also super distracted when other kids are around and... From the mom angle, I'm also like, what are you going to get into? Like, what are you going to do? Like with my kids and other people's kids. But even before I had kids and I was like not on the kid train, I was very distracted by them. And I was like, why are they here? Like, ew, I can't focus. (laughs) They don't need to be there. So one thing teams must do these days. Okay. First off, you should not make or force people to come in on their day off for your team meeting. Now, should they still be there? Yes, you can still be there, but let them zoom in. At least you could be in your pajamas. You, at least you don't have to fight traffic to get there. At least there's no chance you're going to run into a client when you're headed into the room or get a quick question from a technician about some lab work that came in. I mean, that's always what happens when you walk in. And I really love having a hybrid meeting. So if you're there scheduled, then you are in person, but guys, you can set up an iPad and put zoom on there, face it towards yourself as the presenter and just broadcast it and let the other people remote in and be a part of the meeting. It's so incredibly helpful. Okay, I'm going to drill it down and make it even even easier because I think there's some people that are going to be like, well, I don't have an iPad. You can use your phone or any computer. It doesn't 
have to. Yeah, my cat agrees. She's like, yeah, you don't need a phone or an iPad. You could just do literally any device now will work with Zoom or Google Meet or any number of other conferencing platforms. I don't know why she's got so many opinions about this, but she does. Um, and I, I think there will also be people who, who will be like, I don't want it to be looking at me and people staring at my face. Like, do something funny. Put it in front of the clinic cat or like just your team meeting table. Like, it can be everybody. It or it could be camera off. Totally fine. But just so that they can hear you. And they can still uh, participate, you know, whether or not you leave them on mute or allow the chat, yada, yada. Either way is fine. Yeah, must have. And it's so 2022 to get in here and do a meeting this way. I think you're really going to be, your team's going to be very happy with you if you don't force them to come in, which is really old school. And I've done it that way for years. So I'm not judging. I'm just saying we can move past that and that's a big work-life balance thing I think our teams would really enjoy. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, what's our next tip? All right, the next part is get that meeting in the attendee's calendar. You can actually use people's device calendar. Almost everyone has a smartphone these days. So I like very much to have a recurring standing meeting. First off, people like knowing what's going on way in the future. You can always cancel them, but it's better to have them scheduled and cancel than to try to throw a last minute meeting together and people feel blindsided by this. So if you can all at all get your uh, ducks in a row, get it scheduled, maybe out three months, six months, whatever you need to do there, and then invite people to the meeting. I personally recommend Google Calendar. That's the most universal Universal, universal calendar tool out here. It's better than iCal. It's better than Microsoft Teams. It's almost like a universal code language because nearly everybody has Gmail or a Google Calendar and the code can talk to their own calendar. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. I think that is the way to go because like you said, lots of people plan things way out, especially if it's their day off. They might have doctor meetings or, you know, doctor appointments or things with their kids or whatever else. But I think when you put it in the calendar, number one, you help people be, you know, help them with their work-life balance so they can plan accordingly. They know when things are. They can mentally prepare for it. And when you send out that Google Calendar reminder, you can also include the link. So if you're using Zoom or Google Me or whatever platform you want to use, you could actually have that save yourself a ton of time here, but you can actually say, yes, I want this to repeat on the second Tuesday of every month at noon and it lasts 30 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it is and put the link in there and you're already done and you've already done it for like six meetings and you are set. You don't have to do anything else. Um, depending on the platform, you can also enable reminders. But again, that way if somebody's like out doing their own thing, they can quickly from their phone or any device, they don't have to like go look for the link to join if they're coming virtually and they can see when the next one is all the things. So, you know what else I just thought of you could do here? What? You can add a note to your meeting. Oh, you, could, you totally can. You could send that to people like, hey, guys, we're going to be having pizza at this meeting or, hey, show up, you know, five minutes early if you can for social time. I mean, whatever you're doing, you can send a note. Here's the link to the agenda. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's so easy in Google Calendar. You don't have to go craft some big fancy message up. 
yeah, just add it to the description. I do that for almost all my meetings. And a lot of times just as a note to myself, like just put something in the description, like ask about this, this, and this, or definitely talk about yada, yada. So good tip there as well. Have you heard of vet to pet It's the only customizable all-in-one client engagement and communication platform in veterinary medicine. vet to pets loyalty program is proven to increase practice revenue, and their robust reminders mean that practices can stop paying for multiple communication platforms. vet to pet manages it all. Visit vet2pet.com forward slash ivetsohard. That's vet2pet.com forward slash ivetsohard. All right. What's our third takeaway here? So the third one, y'all, let's talk a minute about how we're going to get those items that our team wants to talk about on the agenda or at least considered for the agenda. I think old school way, Caitlin and I both used to do this way. We would put something in Avamark, like a glossary or something. I think there was a list we used. We had a, yeah, work list. And we just had a work list like for every team member, but then we had it for just a general team meeting list. And that's where everyone would go dump their snarky ass comments about what we need to talk about in our next meeting or the occasional, like every third one would be like somewhat helpful. Like, yes, we should discuss this. And then the rest would be, you know, not so great. Yeah. I think just taking, taking a little tangent here on the meeting content I would recommend you use a rule of N greater than five. If someone's proposed something to talk about at the meeting and it literally affects one person at N of one, it doesn't make the full team meeting. This is usually sidebar conversations you need to have. It, and it's usually is snarky stuff like, can we please just all remember to address the patient, make sure you know if it's a male or a female before it walks in because one person screwed up last week and made an issue. I mean, that is not team worthy to me. So I like to say if it's an N of five or greater, then okay, let's talk about it. But if it's under that, we need to find another way to handle this situation. Yeah, I I think it helps, you know, allowing people to contribute to some sort of list. Like maybe it's a little venting thing, like fine, whatever. But I think if you have that like expectation set up in the beginning, they can say what they want, but it's only actually making the final agenda if it affects the majority of the team. But I think that helps because, you know, there's oftentimes in many practices, you know, there's what the management thinks we need to talk about. And then there's what, oh, the front desk or the tech teams or whatever are noticing this is a huge problem. And we have to be able to allow them to think about it and and voice those concerns. And if they can't make the meeting or they're stressed out or, you know, they come to the meeting and it's like, you know, they got three minutes left, they're going to have that pressure to not voice their concerns or their things that are an issue for their team. And that's a, that's a mistake too. So I think having a place for them to dump things onto the agenda is important. Let's talk about some newer school ways to do that though, instead of your ancient work list, which I am not going to lie. We still have right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked a few episodes ago about Slack to me, this is perfect for Slack. You know, you could have a channel that's upcoming meeting ideas. You could have another channel that says last meeting recap. So you can really, 
summarize your findings, your meeting agenda in one place that everyone can see. You can publish the final agenda in Slack. I love all of that for Slack. Yeah, for sure. I I will say that we have been moving more and more towards that for ours. And what I found too in Slack is that because you can have threads instead of this like giant crazy thing, like in work list, um, when you can have a thread, you could say, oh, this has been resolved or at so-and-so great idea. Let's talk about this separately before the meeting. Or um, I feel like it's allowed us to actually trim some things out because everyone's had the opportunity to see and comment on them ahead of time. I'm not going to lie. It, it could go south. So you got to keep a close eye on that. If there's a little <laughs> drama happening in your clinic, which never happens in vet clinics ever. But I think for us, at least I've noticed uh, a decrease. We've been able to solve some problems without waiting the, the remaining 28 days till the next meeting, I think helps a lot. For sure. And it makes your uh, meeting more uh, what number four is about is keeping the time of the meeting, the length of the meeting under control. Short and sweet. <laughs> For the sure. Days, the days of the two hour team meeting over, done. Nobody ever wants to do that ever again. I'm just going to tell you right now. If you didn't yeah. already know that, whoever is holding a two hour meeting, you're hated by many people. Yeah. Sorry to let you know. (laughs) We're we're just telling you the truth. We don't mean to hurt your feelings, but people aren't listening to you after, you know, for sure after the first hour they're doodling, they're not even paying attention. So you should just stop. You're wasting your time. Yeah. You're paying so much money for that. Like when you actually think about the cost of a team meeting, right? So number one, you're not seeing appointments. Number two, you're paying everyone to be there. So if you just look around your table and you're like, what is the cost of this meeting? then you're like, holy crap, like enough with the bullshit. <laughs> like this could be a Slack conversation. <laughs> Doing that is important uh, so that you really realize the true cost of it. But you had a great tip on the length of the meeting. So first of all, you you and I are big nerds and you actually have some data that shows that people hate meetings after over an hour, right? And stop listening. The latest data suggests that you know, once you hit about 45, 50 minutes, you're pretty much done. And I mean, I guess we could all sort of, it's not like newsworthy because we all lived through vet school and the classes were about that long. I guess the teacher knew, (laughs) give these kids a break, but just getting up and clearing your head for five, 10 minutes. If for some strange reason, you must have a 90 minute or two hour team meeting, build a break in. You got to build five minutes in for people to just stop thinking, stop listening. And it's almost like zone out time. So I think the sweet spot right now is about an hour. And I mean, start and stop on time. I'm not talking about it goes five minutes over. We really want to stick to that agenda, at least the start and stop time. And guys, if you don't hit all of the things on your agenda, it's okay. I mean, start with the most important stuff first and then prioritize it, stack it where it's highest to lowest priority. That way, if you run out of time, because maybe your meeting takes a turn and you end up having a very robust conversation about something, which is the purpose of a meeting, then you can just end it and not try to jam everything in there under the wire or make your meeting run long. So it's super important for people these days that you stay on track with your meeting and it's under an hour. Well, I want to give another plug for your tip, which was you specifically used the free Zoom account 
because you're limited to 40 minutes. <laughs> so you, and it gives you a reminder at like five minutes out, like your meeting's about to be done. Like, and it'll be like, click here to buy more time. Don't buy more time. Like don't pay for that. That's ridiculous. So I think Zoom has that built-in functionality. Google Meet, you can do a full hour, but I think that's maybe not always the best decision. <laughs> yeah, I think your team meetings, what 40 minutes forces you to do 50 or an hour, if that's your time you choose. It forces you to curate the content. It forces you to be very mindful about the messaging you're going to put out there. And that's good. It, we need to get away from just dumping uh, all the information on the people at one time and you know checking off the box to say everyone knows now. So be creative, find other ways to let people know parts of the meeting content that you can't talk about during the meeting. Use Slack, use other innovative ways to get the message out, but reserve the actual team meeting content for the good stuff. Absolutely. So one last thing in terms of giving them the the wrap up, so to speak, which is the wrap up for our list, but also the wrap up for the meetings. Our last tip involves giving them what, what came out of the meeting, right? So it depends on the practice. I've been at some where it's like, there is no wrap up. We will never speak of this again, right? Like there's just like, you get through it, you survive, like high five, move on. Um, I've been at other practices where someone was dutifully taking the notes. Shout out to Amy if she's listening, cause she was awesome at that. Um, but we've got a, a new tech way to do it. What do you think? Have you tried this yet in your meetings? So Zoom now has the ability to download the audio transcript after the meeting, like immediately after the meeting. So Amy can take a break. She can actually not have to write down everything and then go type it up and deliver it in a format everyone can read and understand. But instead, you miss the meeting, you get the transcript. So you read through all of that. You can see exactly what happened. Or bonus, if you're recording this actual Zoom meeting, I love listening to webinars and recordings in my car. I'm driving. It's a great time for me to kill two birds with one stone. Um, oh, I shouldn't have used that analogy now that I have birds. But anyways, um, <laughs> knock things out at the same time, guys. Use Let this technology work for you. Yeah, I, I am anxious to try that. We have a meeting coming up in uh, about a week uh, at our clinic. And I, again, have never thought about trying the transcription feature. So uh, it's free. It's easy. Even if you like take it and clean it up, which again, not worth your time, but if you really, really had to, you could, but I think it'd be great to be like, Hey, if you missed it, no problem. Your job is to read the transcript and here's the link and put an emoji or a, a comment in Slack when you're done, like, so that we know that everybody read it. So um, I'm anxious to try that. So I will report back. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope this helps you think about how to reformat, reinvigorate your team meetings. It is one of the most important things you can be working on because like Caitlin said, having a team meeting is expensive, but it's also critical for your practice to make good progress and grow and innovate and make sure that everybody knows what's going on. So carry on out there, you guys. We look forward to seeing you next time on I Vet So Hard. And if you have a second, give us a rating and a review. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. 
Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Bet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to ibetsohard.com to download our top five takeaways from this episode. We'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Until then, here's to putting your technology to work for your practice.